Mike! Hi, welcome back! I'm so excited! It's Woo. been like forever since we've recorded. I mean, it's been a couple weeks. It's been two weeks, right? It, it don't, you, like, don't you know Don't you know the lore of our I said. own show, show? It's been a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and so I'm happy because we didn't do one for Christmas. I'm sorry to our fans. <laughs> <laughs> All our fan. <laughs> so yeah, we missed you guys last week, but... This oh, is yes. the most important of episodes. Mm-hmm. We're starting off the year strong. That's right. The unfortunate death of Betty White. Good Lord, man. We lost a fucking treasure. I was not expecting that yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, I was just reading. She's going to be 100 in January. And it's like, we're going we're gonna to party. We're going to do a special podcast devoted only to the music of Betty White. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, all of her albums. <laughs> I completely str- scrapped my list today. Mm-hmm. This is all, these, these are all Betty White's top 100, uh, top 12 right. songs it's in 2021. Like that Golden Girl song mm-hmm. and the Golden Girl song and that other Golden Girl mm-hmm. song. And then Gold Necklace. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just unfortunate news. Uh, it was you know, sad. We got to start the year off with that. That's, that's unfortunate. No, we ended the year with that. Yeah, but no, like. We're starting fresh. It was 2022 somewhere, Adam. It Australia best definitely like you know was up partying late last night and they mm-hmm. read that news. So she so was so sad. It was twenty twenty two somewhore. But it's like the su- middle of the summer there, so they're just like, oh well, let's just go outside. Oh, she must have died a heat stroke. Yeah, yeah. Let's go outside in our shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it's January. Yeah, let's get the Christmas. Let's, let's all hang out under the Christmas palm trees. The Christmas palm tree, and eat the royal dingo. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> the eat cooked the, dingo. The Christmas bacon wrapped hot dog. <laughs> If they have that in Australia, I don't know. So anyway, um, what do we have to... Re- there's so much news that has happened since the last time we oh, discussed. God. We have to so, save... I think we should save it for an, an actual episode. This is... We're, we're still at the end of the year. Too many episodes to wait. Oh my God. There's like our, already in January, we got like stuff we want to do, right? We want to do that track by track of the killers. Yes. Gonna do, yeah. And we want to do... And we have to do the, the, the betting special. The betting special. Yeah. And, coming down the and line, folks. Voyeurist is coming out. Oh my is god! Anybody hyped about this? I haven't heard I anything. Am. I haven't heard anything at all. But well, maybe... because you don't seek, you purposely don't even seek out the songs that they put out. They put out like six fucking songs. That's Already. a lot of songs. That's a lot they, of songs. It's they... ten. That, that album's ten tracks. Oh, so how is it? How's the album? Fucking great. Okay, it's can't fucking wait. Great. Okay, yeah. I'm but ready. I also said that about Erase Me, and like. I'll fucking take crease pills because no one fucking thinks they erase me is pretty good. <laughs> it's sad. It's so yeah. sad. So, um, but yeah, that's it for January. And then, you know, we'll catch up on the last two months of album listening at that point. What do you, what you got? I got so much. Tell me. I got, I got, I got, I finished up that, that Lucero band. Oh, wow. Man. Thanks, Brian Fallon. Thanks, Brian Fallon for the great recommendation. And now like Tom's all listening to it and he's having a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really interesting band from, from Memphis. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, an interesting change of sound through the years. They started around 2000 and, uh, 11 albums altogether, but the last three, you don't expect like a band to hit their, their, their peak by album nine. Yeah. But this band really, really did <laughs> wow, that's by cool. album nine. So are yeah. they like, cons- they're, they're pretty consistent, right? Like every couple of years or so, this releasing albums. Yes. Maybe there was like a three year break somewhere mm-hmm. in there, but like around 2012, I think they went to a major label. Oh, they were cool. on universal. Good for them. They, I, I read on Wikipedia that it was four album deal that they got dropped from mm-hmm. because that album, I, I'm assuming didn't do very well. And it's probably I mean, not their best. I'm sure album. Most people haven't heard, 
of Lucero. So, you know, maybe the major label, major label advertising didn't really help. Maybe that was the women and work album. Mm -hmm. So like I got to that album and I'm like, okay, well they started off like this very slow crooning country band with like, I don't, I don't know how else to describe them besides alt rock elements, alt rock elements. Like maybe I've never listened to more than three Leonard Skinner songs, but Mm -hmm. this is what I would assume Leonard Skinner would have sounded like. Sure. Maybe. So like big epic songs and then like by album, six then start throwing in the horns oh out of nowhere you're just like wait this is not like the 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 slow ballady sad boy country ish songs yeah that i'm expecting you make it to album six you better incorporate horns i don't care what band you are and then they did for like three straight albums and i was like oh okay well they're doing this and so it's all like party and we're having a good time and isn't everything great and there's a few like slow ballady alt country songs kind of Smith Street Band, kind like, of like bar drinking, like seventies Springsteen oh, stuff. Wow. I mean, like, like some of it is good, some of it is a little campy. Sure, um, by by the Women in Work album, and I, I watched a video from that album, and it was like the most country motherfucking thing that you would ever imagine. It's just, <laughs> it's just a bunch of freaking. And they're from Memphis, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of hicks in like a watering hole, and they're like spray painting a van. And then they take that van and then they have like a freaking, you know, one of those scoopy things that digs holes. Oh, sure. I don't know what yeah. they're called. Uh, the but then that, yeah. And then that like crushes the van <laughs> and then they pick up the van and throw it in the water hole and everybody goes, yay. <laughs> and I'm like, I shouldn't have watched this video at all. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, th- this is like album eight at this point. Yeah. Like, I know what this Let band. Let them crush a van with a, it's with like, a grave I, digger. I know what this band is now. You can't surprise me. Like, oh, nine, three more albums. Fuck. I was, okay. And then all of a sudden you hit album nine, which is called All a Man Should Do. Mm. And it's like, oh. Then it's like, then you start to notice the arc of the band where like, all the early stuff was building up to like we're 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 gonna like get famous and Hollywood and oh boy. and glamorizing and like all this stuff and then it was like by the Women in Work album it was like they were there <laughs> it was like this is our major label thing and then all of a sudden it was like you can tell like oh that that didn't work out so well so like the all the man should do is all about like reaching that goal and yeah. being like, Oh shit, this is, this is not good. This is not what we were expecting. So there's some like really, really incredible dark anti-California songs on there. And I love going, anti-California yeah. songs. I really <laughs> and going do. back to Memphis kind yeah. of feel. And you're like, Whoa, that was different. And, um, well, that's not cause it sounds like they have like something to say, you know, right. they have experiences that they want to share. And then those, that was, those sometimes come out to be the best albums. That was like 2012. So I was like, okay, how, how, how much better can it get? 2015. No, no, sorry. All a man should do is 2015. Among the Ghosts, 2018. Mm. Mm. Just look at that album art. Okay. It's a flooded church. Oh, no. Like when the, the, the Mississippi River overflowed, like mm-hmm. it always does. And it's like a black and white picture from the 1800s. And the water is like up to the door. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa. And then like... I was like, oh, this band has found themselves now. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those albums. (laughs) It's one of those kind of like, man, everything gets like really brooding. And it was almost like they they took all the elements from the early days, but like perfected it by this point of their career, which Mm -hmm. again, after nearly 20 years of a band, you think they're just coasting at this point. But this band did not do that. And then we we did an episode in our worst episodes of the year with Foo Fighters. Like, are they about at that point too where Lucero is? Where like 
they're about even with their album numbers probably yeah and look at what Foo fighters is doing right Ugh, just exactly uh, coasting right and then and then the album that came out in january called uh when you found me mm. like whoo some good stuff man mm. so it's like i almost say don't bother with the first eight albums <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it sounds like you know start with the last three and you got like a fresh new band essentially I know Tom said he really liked the uh, Much Further West album, which is album four. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a very good album with like kind of some slight introduction to mm-hmm. the to the horns, like ever so slightly. And then Nobody's Darlings, number five, is the one Brian Fallon recommended. Mm-hmm. And that one is like, I don't know, pretty pure for them. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty standard. It's like not so maybe check out that one to get a to get a glimpse of what they used to sound like and I then check so. out the last three albums. Yes. Cool. Cause like the first three albums are, are pretty good. They're not like bad by any means, but they're, they're really, they seem long. Cause all the songs are like really, really slow. And you know, he's got that mm-hmm. kind of voice <laughs> with the guys, <laughs> but you know, got malice in my mind. So this is the Rob Diamani of Memphis. Right. So imagine like that <laughs> thick accent, but on a country guy. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so, so you know, again, by album eleven, you're you're sold on him, and you're just like, I I I, I love this guy. That sounds so, like a high recommendation for the beginning of the year. Get on it, folks. Might as well. Yeah. I mean, this band. Well, we've got a lull until like Voyeurist and like some of the albums from February start coming out too. So right. like, yeah, check this out. Might as sounds well. Like a great idea. And then I jumped right into Avril, and then I listened to her album. Hey, there it is. <laughs> Avril no. Levine. I spent two pretty damn good weeks with uh, Avril Levine, finally listening to her for the first time mm-hmm. in all these years. And yeah, six albums. You know, you, you just like cram 20 years of an artist's discography into two weeks, and you're like, man, that's pretty good stuff. What spurred so, this, by the way? Because A... She's on Travis Barker's label now and has a new album coming out this year. And I, I remembered that one time I listened to, uh, the under my skin album in 2004 or Mm five, I was taking the train from Riverside to LA and my friend I was riding the train with, she like, we shared earbuds Mm -hmm. and she turned on that album and I was like, wow, this album sounds pretty good. And then I forgot completely about it for however many years it's been now. Mm -hmm. 15, 18 years. Yeah. Um, so always in the back of my mind, I was like, Avril Lavigne is a good songwriter. She has good songs. Um, so I need to listen to her eventually. And now I can. And wow. I did. Good God. <laughs> so what I can was go that through, like? I can go through all six albums. I mean, they're all like, they're, none of them are like super duper off the charts great. Sure. But they're all like pretty dang good. They have like an underpining of like greatness in them? Yes. Okay. They were all pretty consistently an eight or a nine out of like 13 that's pretty good so yeah pretty good and um the second album under my skin from 2004 definitely the standout tracks on there mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean comp, let it let let go 2001 her first mm-hmm. one yeah skater boy complicated yeah garbage songs we, we've already established that <laughs> yeah we've we talked about them many a time back when we were a cringe show um but the the rest of that album not too bad okay then you look at it from the perspective of her being 17 and having like every single co-writer you can possibly imagine under the sun at your disposal yeah and she created a thing that was like pretty good for for 
for so that round. Let me ask you this, at least with Avril Lavigne's music, you know, she starts off with like some pop punk sensibilities, right? Yes. Similar to Paramore. But yes, I always imagined her career trajectory and Paramore is very similar where they just kind of progressively got more and more pop, pop leaning. Is is that the case with Avril from what you've heard? Or does it always kind of keep that pop punk sensibility until we get to that kawaii song? It's it's hard to tell because hmm. obviously... Or does she just always do like a little bit of everything? Man, I mean, there's there's like those 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 ridiculous songs that she does that get super popular yeah that are terrible songs most of the time they were written to be popular yes and then like you get into the albums and there's like all of these like really strong ballads Mm -hmm. that have a really good hooks and are b really emotional and generally about relationships with people i've i'm aware of with Derek wibley yes (laughs) generally about relationships with people that i know their background yes we've heard their side of the story (laughs) right so um yeah, I was I was impressed. Um except album 3, Best Damn Thing. Mm-hmm. That was the one with like hey hey you you I don't like your girlfriend. Yeah. Like garbage song. I think you need a new one. <laughs> now she worked with Wibbly on that one. He produced on that album and co-wrote a couple of songs on there. Mm-hmm. But you listen to that album and you're like I'm hearing mostly underclass hero songs oh. <laughs> well, i mean it makes sense like she you know co-wrote songs with her husband it's and that interesting was like the era that but there's only two under- that he worked on but then you listen to it and you're like but so many more of these sound like they're direct ripoffs of underclass hero songs well, you gotta imagine they were like sharing of music ideas with each other they were a both albums couple at the time. both albums are 2007 yeah they were all up in each other at that mm-hmm. point and physically physically and beyond i mean we all it's scientifically known that when you enter a person like you you absorb their ideas too yes of course so you got your your let go you know like the the breakout smash 16 million copies sold yeah that it was it's a pretty good album and then you got you're under the skin which is like a huge like maturity mm-hmm. in the songwriting just and, one album and just one album so i feel like like that should have been album three and best damn thing should have been album two mm. because that's like the, the the bratty pop punk like you know hey yeah guys I guys just, suck blah 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 yeah i just of. i just I, I just came across some fame right so this is me acting bratty but then there's like four ballads on there that are really really good oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like it just hits you out of nowhere it mixed in with like these kind of like throwaway cash grabby songs mm-hmm. um so and then Album four, Goodbye Lullaby from 2011 is the divorce album. Yeah. So obviously I don't feel like she went as deep as Screaming Bloody Murder went. Mm -hmm. That was a whole nother level. I mean, no one's ever accused Derek Wibley of being a calm, collected (laughs) person, right? But you get a good perspective of somebody being like, hey, why don't you shut up? Stop drinking so much. Yeah. You're ruining my life. All that kind of stuff. I'm like... I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he also co-wrote and produced like over half that album oh. because it was written and produced before they broke up. Oh, interesting. And then it, it kept on getting pushed back and pushed back. And then she went through the divorce and then finished like the last five tracks yeah. with other people. Yeah. And then <laughs> so, what are you going to do? Like throw away those exactly. tracks you work so hard on? Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy because there's also like some love songs on there that he also produced and co-wrote and so you're just like that's interesting that she would keep these but you know whatever. well i mean it's also interesting too because like uh it, it's all this tilly and pearson talk that we've been hearing lately oh he came out 
publicly like he didn't have to but he yes. talked because there's been like a lot of rumors too about like oh he cheated on his girlfriend like he's or he cheated on his fiance and now he's no. with his new girl because caleb calamiento global yes is about his girlfriend who he supposedly cheated on oh. well apparently they broke up around the time that album came out damn it so you know he's singing that song live and stuff and you know, he's and we finally Crying. get tillian's period yeah <laughs> we finally get tillian's side of the story by the way like, but, uh, yes. but yeah that's, that's that sounds very similar to what like you know a, a band that like our listeners might be more familiar with you know? so she she just if, if if people listen to her there's no difference between her and the other pop punk ladies that we listen to at yeah. this point I mean, your willows she, she obviously poppies. uh inspired quite a bit yeah um so <clears throat> I, I believe that uh you know us us folk will enjoy this mm. pretty consistently and she's um, four or five albums in six six That's number seven will be coming out this year oh wow. she already has one single out that i'm not listening to yet throw it to um, this i mean like we're we're expecting huge albums this year, so it's gonna be interesting. I guess might as well throw it in. So goodbye lullaby again. Eight out of thirteen, eight out of twelve, something like that. And then her self-titled in twenty thirteen, produced somewhat by Nickelback's own Chad Kroger, <laughs> developing their relationship. Yeah, goes so, from one Canadian <laughs> band to another. Right, one Canadian frontman to another. <laughs> yeah. So that's a pretty good album too. Like I keep on okay. thinking, like I'm gonna hit this lull eventually, like I do in most cases. And initially, I'm listening to him like, oh yeah, this is kind of the crappy one. And then by th- by the end of the week, listening to it, I'm like, I really like all these songs. Oh. <laughs> um, and she has like a song on there that he is featured on. Um, that sounds like a Nickelback song. And so I'm looking, they're like, oh, this song fucking sucks. It's a stupid Nickelback sound song. And by the end of the week, I'm like, this song's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm like, really, really, really liking this. And then you jump into your Hello Kitty. Oh, here we go. Now, is this a big change for her? Or is feel it... free to go back in time and listen to Mike and Mai's no, review. No, don't, of that don't song. listen to Adam. Oh, no, don't listen to it. It's a terrible episode. <laughs> it's just so bad. <laughs> Man, we, we were a bunch of try hard young people back then um <laughs> I've, I've just i'm so glad we've come a long way yeah when yeah. i listen to the we still i don't know why we sound like teenagers because we're trying to be funny man I but our voices just like the the pitch of our voice we can blame the microphone i still sound like this and you still sound like this and we're like, hey! we can blame the microphones <laughs> we got better microphones now <laughs> that might be why so um but yeah hello kitty her it's basically just like a dubstep song about her love for kawaii culture. Yeah. It's one of the strongest tracks of that album. Are you? Whoa. <laughs> it's so good, dude. Whoa. <laughs> I know you've listened to it a couple of times back in 2014. That was the last was time I listened to it. Yes. And after, again, seven years of listening to female pop music and absorbing it and enjoying it on different levels, mm-hmm. that song fits in perfectly with where we're at now. She was a trailblazer. And it's that's what a, you're trying to say. It's a really good song. Yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting, this perspective of yours. Very cool. So that's the only song that sounds like that on the album. Oh, okay. So, you know, uh, and, and again, most of it is, again, kind of ballady, acoustic so driven kind so of So she stuff. basically thirst trapped a bunch of people into buying that album by like I mean, that was reeling the fourth them. single. Really? Yeah. That album oh, wow. came out in, in like August of 2013, and that single came out in May of 2014. Oh. So it was already established by that point. Oh, sure. There we go. <laughs> and I did watch that video, and it is just one of those, like, it was hurt by its own shitty video mm-hmm. more than anything. I, I, it, but the video, re- like, I do remember the vi- video pretty vividly. It really feels like a record producer trying to, like, exploit this hot young woman. That's very possible, but 
I, I just don't know. Mm. The only thing that's racist about it is the, the sushi scene. Everything oh. else is her just dancing in front of like all this K-pop kind of stuff, which sure. in 2014 was not the craze. Yeah. Now Again, it, you're looking at curve. it and you're like, well, I've seen this video like every other yeah. week. Baby metal. Exactly. I mean, it, it's, it's almost normal now. <laughs> <laughs> Trailblazer that Avril Lavigne. And then we didn't she, listen. <laughs> so then she got sick, divorced Chad Kroger. And uh next album was 2019. Obviously like, a big step in the maturity level of songwriting it's a and everything. Five year break, my goodness. Six years, six actually. years. Yeah, wow. um, and that's a really good album. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't. Can you say? Can I, you I say? don't know what else to say. There's a really dumb song in there called "Dumb Blonde," featuring Nicki Minaj, but it's still a very like "I ain't no dumb blonde" kind of song. Oh, okay. You and thought it's, you came very... to this song for one reason, but you actually left for another reason. Exactly. But I don't like that song. But a lot of the rest of that album is like really good. So now I'm like excited for the next chapter of this this is insanity i put i put just like my 13 year old pretty girl making music stuff to the side i re-looked at all of her old maxim spreads from all the years past she's (laughs) been maxim like 10 times get out of your system (laughs) i was just like oh yeah i remember 2007 (laughs) (laughs) but i put that away because i'm a grown man now yeah with daughters of my own correct now that you have daughters you understand that women deserve respect (laughs) and are allowed to like hello kitty even when they're 29 that's okay that's okay that's fine yeah she's like 37 now who's the dumb cringy idiot now me that's I right guess. us 2014 us <laughs> right she's the same age as my wife so it's like how jail baby can she be at this point well she's not <laughs> I, I, well i know but she's still oh sure trying yeah. to be it oh yeah <laughs> but that's I, I, I think that's also just a, a broader conversation about the nature of the entertainment industry and how women have to keep continue like you know sexualizing is, themselves and pretending it, to be younger than they are. You know? It is interesting because their first two albums were on Arista Records, which is, you know, the big giant Whitney Arista? Houston. Yeah, like okay. the Clive Davis, oh, okay. Beyonce, all like the big ones. Oh, must be nice. <clears throat> yeah, and she sold like millions of albums on there and then they dropped her. So she went to RCA. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Thanks for the money, Avril. Yeah. Um, actually, I think she only had a two album deal, but I'm just surprised that they oh, okay. wouldn't carry that on. Um, but now, yeah, she's on independent Travis Barker label. I'm pretty sure he's still considered independent. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess it just depends on the money they're making. So we'll, we'll see what the next phase. So that's what I've been listening to. Um, new year, new you. I know. Look at you, dude. And now I'm going to listen to Icarus the Owl because mm. Daniel was like, I need Adam to listen to Icarus the Owl with no back reason behind it. Just do whatever. It. Just do it. And I'm like, Shut okay, up. Do I it. will. I'm three albums in right now. I'll let you know next next time. Oh, and uh, and uh, the Slowly Slowly albums that we skipped over, the first two, I need to listen to those because okay. Dave still recommends those highly. Mm-hmm. So how many jellyfish are in those albums? How do you know? I hope none. That sounds crazy. Don't like that jellyfish song. I don't like race car blues edition one. I know. Chapter one. It's weird. I don't know what is wrong with me. I know. Maybe they made a mistake and like, those were the bad B sides and those, those, those just got like released first. That's what it feels like. But don't tell Dave that because he'll. Do you want me to edit this out? Uh, That's too much work. (laughs) Too much work. We've seen what his driveway looks like. It just looks like. That's where people go to get murdered in a barn somewhere. <laughs> well, thank you for catching us up, Adam. Seems like you had a very interesting uh, last few weeks listening to some music. Are you going to share your 
listens. Oh, or you... parade. That's the only new thing that I. Listen oh, okay. To. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, fun. I mean, I've been I've been working on my list, which we'll hear in just a few minutes. Listen to that brand new Mayday Paradier album. Yeah. Fuck, it's good, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I gotta say that the the new Lucero album entered my top ten, Fuck. which bumped everything else down. Down. Yeah. So now uh, Mayday Parade is number ten. Mm. Gold Necklace is number nine. Lucero, when you found me, number eight. Because mm. I was not going to start any more drama about teenage wrist <laughs> oh. being lower than it already is. I mean, like, so you purposely put it above teenage wrist. Okay, <laughs> I was just like, I had to, I had to take some of that into account because I didn't know that Dave would be so hurt Did that I put teenage wrist at threaten you, Adam. There was like mild threats. Did our listeners successfully bully you into <laughs> not putting me. an album where it's you weird. feel like it belongs? It's weird. Wow, and I mean Lucero is a much more like, you know, like classically male band than Teenage Wrist would ever be. I don't understand what that means. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was saying I think Lucero can beat up Teenage Wrist. Oh, sure. There's also like seven of them and only two two of of the of the wrist. Ah, my wrist! Ow! (laughs) Ow! My Teenage Wrist! (laughs) It's not fully formed yet. So, um, but yes, I will. I will keep it at that. But yeah, Mayday Parade down to number ten. Don Broco. Off my top 10. Get the fuck off of here, man. Drop into number 11. Now I really got malice in my mind. <laughs> That's fucked. That makes me upset. Now I'm going to threaten you until you put him back. I know. Just wait until I have to tell them in April what happened. Oh my God. We, we, might, be, we might be seeing them in April, folks. Maybe. Woo! Maybe. But the May Day Parade, what it means to fall apart, it was an omission, an intentional omission, because I. this is a band that I... Just like always struggle to enjoy. Right. You know, there's like a few good songs here and there. There's, I can't think of an album other than their like their first one that's like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, this is really good. Right. Yeah. Right. Sunnyland started to reach that level, but there was still something holding it back. Yeah. From what I remember. Black Lines to the Battlefield like had some good songs. Like, I think it's just Black Lines, isn't it? I'm th- yeah, that's a that's another album called that. Black Lines like <laughs> yes. had a had a, had like a couple songs that were in contention. One of them made my top twelve songs of the list yes. of the year list in the, a couple years ago. But uh, wow, man! Now, Did you like it? I, Did you like it? I already said I really fucking yes! like it. <laughs> I'm so excited because I was like I was oh. like worried that you know I'd have to convince you of it. But, yeah, yeah. So I listened it's... to this just for a week and a half though. Okay. Because um, I've been busy with my top 12 list and stressing out over that. Yes. So like in between like taking breaks of that, I've been listening to this one and I was like, all right, let's just, let's get this over <laughs> with so I can tell Adam it fucking sucks. It's like 50 minutes. It's uh, kind of long. It, you don't, you don't feel it, <laughs> dude. Know. Oh, it's it so breezes. <laughs> it's so, oh, I it's, really like this album, dude. It's like album seven. I know I said many years ago that no band hits their peak at album seven, mm-hmm. but Except this and Lucero. <laughs> and American Idiot. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean... But the, it, it yeah, does happen. dude, like, this, it, this, this feels so refreshing for this band. And, like, it's, you know, and again, I went into it with low expectations and was, like... Me too. Very, me too. very surprised by it by the first time. But I also thought, like, okay, well, what, so so I liked it. But, like, if I listen to it again, I'm sure I'll, like, pick at the flaws a mm-hmm. little bit more. Couldn't find it. It's hard to find the flaws. Couldn't find it. Like, I can easily say, like, well, I guess this chorus isn't as good as I thought it was. Yeah. But it's still... <laughs> but, like, I've given passes to yeah. lesser albums in this because, you know, for, for, for things that I felt like were higher um, yeah. flaws. But, like... It's pretty... This is good, Like, the, the first, I think, what, 
eight tracks. Mm-hmm. I really, really fucking enjoy all the way through. Yeah, and like even for the slow moments, mm-hmm. like like Angels Die Two is like okay. I I really like that. Song. Yeah, that song's really good. Yeah. Like you know, I, at first I was like, it was on my list. Come on, but the but then like <laughs> but then but then again, but then you I was remember just me. like this band can write a fucking ballad. Yeah, but then but then I was like also like getting over my own like like arrogance right and just being like okay this is a fucking good song what am i fucking thinking <laughs> i know it was on my my top 59 Ooh. album or songs of the year yeah and i, I let it go so I, like i'm just gonna let you know that like my top 12 for the next two weeks might be incomplete so like i i, I built it not listening to this album so like and, and i've only had a week and a half with this so like, okay it's possible that like down the road the 20 year anniversary of the mm. skinny with Mike and Adam. I'll have to go back and like, I'll throw some of these uh, songs okay. in here. Possibly. Possibly. But the, okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm if, if any of these are on your top 12 list and we want to talk about these songs, I'm just fucking talk about, I'm, these I'm songs. just glad you listened to it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that right now. I'm glad you listened to it. That's my boy. That's my boy. Yeah. And you know, I'm sorry for being arrogant. I'm sorry. For no, I get it. I was missing. I was in the same boat. The as shitty soon, band. As soon as I realized that album wasn't an EP, I was just like, oh, fuck there's another long ass album in november mm-hmm. that i have to absorb now like, again that's another thing it was yep. in november we were <laughs> mm-hmm. fucking busy right the holidays were coming up and like we had to do this shit with the show adele just dropped her album adele. and I'm, I'm crying at 5 30 in the Thanks morning a lot adele uh, yeah i mean like, i just wasn't ready for this and i was like oh thank you okay well thank you for sh- catching us up on, on, on some stuff that you've been checking out. Folks, what we are here for, thank you for, you know, for patience over here. Hope you hope you enjoyed that. At least I should time code this when we're actually going to start. But um, for today and next week, we're here to talk about our top 12 songs yes. of 2020. Yes. Oh, my God. Now, this is the fucking Wild West, baby. Like, we had our honorable mentions. We had our worst albums of the year. We had our top albums of the year. Mm. And, of course, we, we, we work very hard in a very stringent um, sometimes a little too stringent set of rules that we set for ourselves sometimes. and we rank them accordingly. This is fucking top, top songs, baby. N- nothing is no. off, off limits now. No, this is just like a song. It has to stand on its own. Yes. Away from all of its friends Correct. on the album. <laughs> like that's, that's the fun part When you about isolate this. a song away from its friends, can mm-hmm. it stand up for itself? Right. Cause that's why I start with 59 songs Ooh. and listen through them all once. Drop. Get the fuck Th- out of 30 here. 30 of them dropped. Oh, on first listen? <laughs> on first listen. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I went from 29 down to 20. And then I think I went from 20 down to like 17. Oh, okay. And then 17, finally down to 13. Was, and this, I, a, was this a hard year for you to... It really was. Yeah. yeah. Like I had a hard time like really judging my reaction to things. And I got stuck on 13 for a long time. I got stuck on 18 for mm. a long time. Like okay. as soon as I, as soon as I got to 18, I was like... I don't know what to cut. And then I had to just keep listening to the list over mm-hmm. and over. Fucking hour plus list every fucking time. Wow. And I had to be like, okay, that one. That and then, one. I'm, then I'm stuck on 17. And then I'm stuck on 16. <laughs> yep. and, then, and, it, and then continue. <clears throat> then you get to 12. Right. And you're like, okay. Now I have to rank all these. Where? <laughs> That's the fun part. Like when I'll spend like 30 minutes just staring at these 12 songs. I'll be like, I'm going to switch this one and this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm gonna stare at this for another five minutes. <laughs> that one and that one. <laughs> it's so funny how like similar you and I like treat this because like yep. I do the same thing except sometimes like I'll move this up and then I go, oh no no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, oh no no, I'm sorry, please. I apologize. To the songs. 
like, it's so have, fucking hard, dude. I can't have this one and this one right next to each other. They're too similar. Yeah, yeah. But then can I? <laughs> <laughs> Will anyone call me out on it? <laughs> right. So we should also note, too, when we're going through these lists, there is one thing that's going to differ between Adam and myself. Adam puts whatever song makes it to the top 12. It doesn't matter yes. if it's multiple songs on the same album. Yes. I have never felt good doing that. For me, it's always like, what is the best song off of this album? Mm. Right. And it seems like our listeners do the same thing. I know. Nobody so, takes my per- thing. Yeah. It's perfectly, it's perfectly fine. And I perfectly understand your, um, yeah, your, your, um, mindset right. doing that as well. My defense to that is make best. better songs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> for me, like I, I'm so passionate about like my top one, two, three, four albums of the year that like mm-hmm. my top 12 will just end up with like songs from there. That's right? what I always thought would happen, but that didn't. I mean, this year I have 10 artists for 12 songs, so oh, okay. I, I doubled up twice. Not bad. But Not bad. It, it doesn't happen as often as you would think. Right. Yeah. I mean, the only a Brian Fallon year the though. Sleepwalkers like... <laughs> would have done that. I mean, I had like four, four, four or five, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that album is heavily weighted against so many other albums yeah. that have been out in the history of the world. Yeah. So this this is always an exciting list because you know when we go into like our top ten albums of the year, by the by the time we get there, you and me, whenever we're recording those, we can kind of guess like what oh this one's probably going to be like in the top five, top three, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But like top twelve songs. Who the fuck knows, dude? That's crazy. It's <laughs> we can probably garner like, oh, you were really passionate about this album this year. I can probably glean that like you probably have a song or two off of that. Because I think when I got down to 29, I was like, okay, I'm going to start highlighting the ones in my word thing, my word document yeah. that are definitely going to be in my top 12. And then I ended up with like 15 highlighted tracks. <laughs> I was like, damn it. That's okay. usually how it works. <laughs> so, yeah. So I had to... I had to adjust accordingly yeah so you know i mentioned our listeners and they sent us uh four of them actually sent us uh, uh their list for the for the year and uh you know throughout the uh throughout the episode we'll go ahead and like take a little bit of a break talk about a few of them because uh, i don't want to spoil some of it but like i share songs with uh, some of these listeners me too yeah me too so songs. not that many but yeah <laughs> still yeah. some I ended a few. up in i'm my, not gonna uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna share with a number but uh yeah we'll like throughout the episode we'll take a break and uh talk about some of these songs here but um do you have any honorable mentions you want to throw out because yes, uh, also do. this week we're only going to be talking about songs 12 through 7 and yes. then join us uh on the, the next week's episode we'll talk about our top six but avert your eyes from the word documents ah. i don't have these on my phone no problem all right loading loading all right there we go. Okay. Um, so, uh, I got... One, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, seven honorable mentions. Cool. So, 19 songs altogether. Um, I got to throw in that that, that uh, Kings of Halloween from Dan Campbell. Oh, nice. I really, really enjoyed that That's song. That's a good song. It made me cry many, many times. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not about crying this year. <laughs> <laughs> I this like this year I'm a man. <laughs> Did you enjoy that album fairly? Yeah, I really like that okay. album. Yeah. We didn't we didn't talk about that. You hadn't listened to it yet. When we no, not by this. the time of the last time we recorded, no. So Kings of Halloween, great song. Uh In Another Life by the Killers. Mm. Man, that song again. I can't wait to see what killer me. songs you kills put me. in your list, dude. <laughs> um Love or Chemistry by Nothing Nowhere. Ah. I really like that song a lot. There's song. a lot of great songs on that album. Definitely. Lot, I think a lot of our listeners put at least one Nothing Nowhere song on their list. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that album, full of the bangers. Yeah. And then we got 
Missing Limbs by Sleep Token. Man. The closing track, dude. That is an incredible Fuck song. It is. I think a few of... That was somebody's number one. That was. That was... I'm pretty sure it was Daniel's number one. Do you want me to read what he has to say about yes, it? Yes. We might as well. Because that song stayed, obviously, in my top 15 here. Yeah, for here it time. is. Daniel's top 12 songs. Number one... Sleep Tokens with Missing Limbs. My number one shot to the top of my list as soon as I heard it. Lyrics are so bare and brutally emotional. Mm. It taps into something raw in a way I haven't felt in a long time. It's hard to say how much I adore this song. Whoa. That is a great song to end out that it really incredibly is. emotional, atmospheric album. Man. I totally forgot that it was the closing track because I had heard it so many times on my best songs list mm-hmm. i just assume like oh this is somewhere in the middle yeah and then daniel's description like oh shit it was the last song correct yeah man what a great closer um and my new theory is that this is a matt healy project oh really this is matt healy singing for sleep token interesting it's got that 1975 vibe to it right but he doesn't have that accent but he plays it up for this. Oh. To throw you off. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> uh, my next one, Bedhead by Manchester Orchestra. Fuck. So many good songs on this album. Mm-hmm. But uh, Bedhead album stayed up ever there. Written. Yeah, I went back and listened to Simple Math this week. And I was just like, that's a good album. Oh, yeah. But it's nowhere near where <laughs> Millie Masters of God went. Yeah, it's Simple so Math. weird. Manchester Orchestra. Second favorite, second best album. I was like, why is this so heavy? I'm like, I'm like, I need to turn this down. There's so much distorted guitar. <laughs> Their guitar is broken. Gum Shield by Don Broco. Opening track, baby. Gets you in the mood. Might be the best opening track. No, it's not the best opening track. But no. it's, it's definitely a really, really good opening <laughs> yeah, track. Is. And you have to open a show with that song. You can't. There's There's only one way to find out. Every show that I'm going to do from now on will open with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then my once and future number 13, because it was on that cusp for so long, Mm. Earth is a Black Hole. That's that's the song that got cut. It got cut. Nice. Because the more I listened to it, the more I was like, you know, these other songs don't follow the formula that earth is a black hole follows. Mm. I mean, yes, it's one of the greatest, greatest songs of the year. Yeah. Without a doubt. Obviously. Um, but there's something about it that seemed just a little too, I don't know, mainstream. I don't know. I don't know mainstream. how to put it. <laughs> <laughs> too good. Is that what it is? It, too good. It scared you. Cause, cause, cause I too sat good? there. I'm like, well, all of my top 12 could be considered mainstream as well. Yeah. But there's just the feeling that is evoked from this was just a little bit less than mm. the rest of my 12. So. I wonder if that album released later in the year, if you still feel the same way. That's what I was kind of like wondering too. Too much familiarity with that song. Mm-hmm. Cause I sat on it for too long and we like, I mean, it was, it was song of the year back in February. Yeah. True. And so a lot of songs came since then. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, I was constantly comparing it to that, but yeah, eventually I settled. It'll be my once and future eternal. Very good, dude. So my number 12. Oh, we're getting started already. Here right, here we go. Should we? Oh, uh, should let me... Oh, no, go, you go ahead. And then I'll talk <laughs> okay. about my honorable mentions before I start. <laughs> All right. So again, this band surprised us. Came out of nowhere. We weren't looking forward to this album. <laughs> it's a Mayday Parade. <laughs> <laughs> but this song carried us through. There it is. Oh my God. <laughs> Noticed by a Mayday Parade. So I played this on on top 10 albums 
not thinking that the song would carry over. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll just play a really good song that, you know, kind of encapsulates this album. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the song just kept on winning me over mm-hmm. every time I listened to it. And I mean, I feel like they wrote this song years ago. Yeah. I don't go back and listen to the old album. This is a good example, too, of like what this album does really well is that like it's distinctively Mayday Parade. They're just doing what they do best, but it's so refined, though. There's like, it, it's it's only just refined, but it's like it's also propelling them right. to the future and setting the bar for themselves. <sighs> Great chorus, dude. And it's got that like horny, like, love song mm-hmm. for like a youth you know exactly so it's like, but it's you know that's just what, what nine, they've what, always my, done yeah what they've always done like i said but they, like it's just they're just upping the ante mm-hmm. and they're just making the they're just making themselves like that much better songwriters and we always like kind of felt this band needs to surprise us they need to do mm-hmm. something that's good finally yeah because we just like we know all the pieces are there mm-hmm. it's just something is holding them back on the songwriting front so and it turns out it's just the, the it's just the like I said, the refinement. They, they, they just need to like refine and actually... Alexa, stop. <laughs> oh, what's that? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Alexa uh, but loves uh, Mayday <laughs> She does. But, uh, so yeah, it's, it's that refinement that you can tell that they actually sat down, figured out what they're great at, and just doubled down on it. Mm. Big soaring chorus. It doesn't have to be anything like super special or like, you know, experimental. It's just it's just a bunch of talented songwriters doing what they do best. Cut the tempo in half on the second half of the chorus. I know. I love shit like that. Like little touches like that, like make a song special. We're all broken and we know it. Mm. Love it, dude. Love it. So this is this always won out over Earth is a black hole. Surprisingly, I cannot believe that. <laughs> that is, uh, congratulations, That's Mayday still... Parade! You beat Earth as a black hole. That's crazy. Huh? <laughs> so, did um, you have any other uh, songs from this album that kind of uh, were, were sitting on your list for a little while? Oh, uh, Angels Die. Yeah, two. This, this, this oh, <laughs> Angels Die Two. Sorry, Angels I, Die. Also, I forgot what it was. Um, but yeah, that one stayed on my list for quite a while. And again, yeah, you, Angels you, Die Two. You listen to that song and you're just like, oh, a corny ballad, whatever. Yeah. And then by the end of it, you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> and yeah, like for the first like ten seconds when I listened to the first time, I was like rolling my eyes, like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Bags of sand are in my hand. I got it. <laughs> Yeah. So, yes, good job on you, Mayday Parade. You did it! I'm never going to see you live or anything like that, but... Mm-hmm. Unless you open ex- live for Don Broker or something. I don't exactly. Know. <laughs> you got me excited for the future. So, Mike, tell me about your honorable mentions. Please. Thank you. Finally. Finally. <laughs> uh, so, these were the ones that, like, kind of were stuck on my list for a little uh, for, for a little while, and, like, I had a hard time um, cutting these. So, keep in mind, I do have... Um, so for my top 12 list, I do have one song from an album. So if I mentioned a band here and I mentioned them later, hint, hint, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going right. to show up later. So because you always do your shout out to shout out. Shout so out I'm not going to do the shout with, out. Come is... wander with me by Brian Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> that song's okay. <laughs> Ga- so these, 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 I'm going to talk about these in release order. So these, these, they're, they're, that's the order I'm going to talk about them. Yes. So not to hint to where they were before. Um, Gave My All by Landon Tours. Mm. My favorite song on that EP. 
Yes. Uh, Haley Williams with both my limb mm. and no use. I just do. That's the. It's no use. I just love you. Oh, it's yeah. no use. I just love you. I love that song. <laughs> it's so dopey and like, and like emotional and like it hits me in the heart and I love it. Oh, Teenage Wrist with Wasting Time. Mm. What a great fucking song, man. Right Which before one is Wasting Time. It's right before Earth is a Black Coal. Okay, yes. Yeah, that album just ends so well. Mm. Yeah. You, like, as, soon as, you, as soon as it ends, you want to listen to it some more. I know. Nightmare by uh, Night, Nothing mm. Nowhere. Yes. Yeah, we, we, got, like, the, we got the full version, or the, the, the plugged-in version of that plugged one, Plugged-in right? version, yeah. yes. I, I think he released that as a single prior to the One Takes album from last year i think so and then this just showed up on uh, yeah on this it just it just showed up uninvited on this one so <laughs> nobody this, wanted to hear it <laughs> so this one was an early cut but uh I, I threw it on here because like i was super hyped for this song in particular it gave me hope for the album mm. animals by uh architects mm, you want right fuck me like an animal we don't talk about trent Reznor. <laughs> oh that's right <laughs> throw it on the list <laughs> we're all just fucking animals we're all just a fuck me like an animal <laughs> uh tiger's jaw Ooh. with both cat's cradle and heaven apart those are the two songs Ooh, that the brianna are singing on that's right yeah and you know and that's i think that's my frustration with this band like i do like this band but i feel like brianna is a much more charismatic and better uh singer than I don't know his name. Daniel is, and if Daniel could set his side, pride aside, I know Daniel, and just do a full album with just Brianna's vocal vocals, I think this band would be like better for it. I don't know about that. His his stuff is pretty good on that album. Oh, yeah. Her stuff is better, yeah, here than it has been on previous albums. Okay. I think. Again, that's what um, it is for at least for this album. But the, yeah, yeah, those songs spoke to me really well, and I I ended up cutting them because like the 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 the, the lyrical nature of them, like it doesn't spoke isn't didn't speak to me as 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 much as I, I thought they could have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Use My Voice by Evanescence I think that's like the, the biggest song that's on the right. album Big, uh, Bitter Truth it's a great little feminist a- uh, anthem I thought it was going to be on your top 12 I'm, I'm, I thought it was too that's okay um, let's see we got No Chances by 21 Pilots this is like the one good song oh yeah towards the end yeah right that was a good song they decided to throw in a good song on that album that was pretty <laughs> I was good was like can you guys make an album that kind of sounds like this again yeah. maybe I that would know. be great I do hope for a good album from 21 Pilots sometime in the future Twisted Tongues by AFI, mm. the opening track off of uh, Bodies. I forgot the name of the album. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah no... you listen to that fucking opening track. You're like, all right, here we go. We got some dark atmospheric shit, baby. Mm. And then it's like, Firefly, fly, go for the West Coast. <laughs> but uh, okay, I guess yeah. that's what we're doing. But there yeah, be... Twisted Tongues, that's a great fucking song, dude. There will be no AFI on my list today. Oh. <laughs> uh, Girlfriend, the final song off of Rebecca Black was here by Rebecca oh, Black. That's right. It's a fucking pop banger, dude. It's pop banger. Love it. Uh, no, so this isn't really a song. I just really liked this track, uh, Not My Responsibility by Billie Eilish. It's basically a monologue set to like really atmospheric music. That's right. Outside you you it. read it on the show, I believe. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Like, it, what do you want, my body? You think my body is my body? Yeah. My body is my body. You can't talk about my body. When I wake I up in when I wake body. up in the morning, it's my body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all I remember when you when you did the monologue. It was just like my body, this, my body, that. Well, you, she talks like a lot about it because you the fucking like media talks too much about her fucking body. <laughs> but you she's a talk. fucking teenager. She's Fuck. nineteen. Yeah, I know. I know. Teen. It's in her age. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I, I just love that track. It's like it's brutally honest. It, it sounds like something that 
a, 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 a singer who's been at it for like 15 years would have written, but this is her second, her third album. Second. Right. She yeah. was 15 when she started. Yeah. She's come a long way. Yeah, but you know the, the the first album she released was an EP, so I'm just counting it as the second so, album. Let's let's not forget. Let's make sure we don't lose this episode this year. No, write your blog, send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got oh, it's a song "Terrible Things" by the Killers. That song's pretty okay. That I like song that is song. pretty okay. That song is so sad. That song In is all the right ways. Pretty okay, isn't it? <laughs> uh, let's see. I have the entirety of "If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power." <laughs> <laughs> I've also got uh, that's, a, that's a lot of good songs on that a lot album. of good fucking songs <laughs> I've got Holy Coward and the Storm in Me by Phineas I've got On the Run by Jail Man, Socks Storm in Me good song fuck dude is it I know it so stayed on good. my list for a long time but I dropped it in the, in the 20s oh that's a shame but yeah yeah uh, uh, On the Run by Jail Socks I said that already uh, Coming in Last by Sincere Engineer oh a fun fucking song with some existential dread do it uh, the Good Life by Hot Milk. That was a quick omission. Uh, let's see. Ho- both Holy Roller and the song Constance by, by Spirit Box. Uh, the song Alkaline by Sleep Token. Mm. Heavy, heavy, not heavy AF, but it's a heavy fucking song. It's a good song. But uh, lyrically, it kind of means nothing. <laughs> so I dropped it. Alkaline. And uh, finally, To Be Loved by Adele. That made me cry. To Be Loved. Was that the closing track? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Man, what a what a... Good song, yeah. That, that song, song grows on you well. I mean, I forgot to mention that about Miss Levine. Um, towards the later half, she takes some some more jazz influencey kinds of things. Oh, that's good. And like, well, I know she's not vocally an Adele, but she's like, but at least she's pushing herself. Right? Yeah, she's yeah. going for an Adele thing. But anyway, Mike's number twelve. So my more number important. twelve, man. So so ready. I. I, I in in the past, I've often kind of separated my lists by like, okay, these are my fun songs, and these are the songs that like hit me hard, baby. Yes. So this year, I had a lot of songs that like hit me emotionally. Yes. So after this track, it's going to be just a bunch of heavy hitters <laughs> that hit me in the field. This is the fun song. This is the fun song, <laughs> but this is like my favorite song off of this EP, mm. uh, my favorite EP of the year. And let me just say from the from the from the get go here, um, my list actually ended up with a lot of female fronted vocals. Uh, this song included with Creeper, uh, um, Hannah Greenwood takes the entirety of the of the vocal duties on this on the song Ghosts Over Calvary. Man, you've been and, uh, hyping this song since fucking August or song, whatever. Dude, oh my gosh! And what's great about so I, I have notes down here so. The first on my playlist comes from a band that is quickly growing to be one of my favorites, Ghosts Over Calvary, which is sung entirely by the band's backup singer Hannah Greenwood. She gets, we get macabre and fun with this goth, goth pop song about her vampire character and how she managed to convince Will Gould's character Roe into turning himself into a vampire. It's got an infectious chorus right here uh, that is instantly singable and the perfect amount of pop rock sensibilities with the over-the-top rock and roll swagger a la Jim Steiner. Mm. The my favorite lines come from the bridge towards the end, which reminds me of all of the admittedly dopey skits from Sex, Death, and the Infinite Void, and how they add an additional layer to the storytelling mm. to their music. So, so good. Yeah, it, so it tells a story. It's a fun song. It's sung incredibly well. It's catchy, and it's just like it's got everything that I look for in like this, this kind of like over the top rock and roll. You know, mm. you know, I don't I don't listen to a lot of rock and roll like quote-unquote rock and roll like arena rock but shit like 
Creeper is doing <laughs> it right. Dude. They, they've, they've bridged the gap. They're, yeah. they're doing exactly what we needed My Chemical Romance to do. Mm-hmm. If My um, Chem's not going to come back and get me some, some draft points, <laughs> fucking My Chemical Romance, then you know what? It's up to Creeper. <laughs> I know. Just carry us on. Um, yeah. I can't say it. I wish it was a full album. Uh, but do you think we'll get some more music from them in 2022? Yeah, I hope so. Okay. Like, let's just continue the story. Like, I know they're they're due for like a huge stylistic shift. Oh, you I'm, think so? And I'm worried about that. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll like, see. Sex Death was their big stylistic shift, and like these are just kind of leftover, not leftover, but like they Which take place in that same world. World, exactly. So, like, so there's going to be something changing. They're not going to kind of carry on this story to album three. Sure, but, but they, I think they can get away with like doing an album like this again, one more time. I hope so. And then and then do a big stylistic shift, a la like. Mm. Play the, that guitar, Ian Miles. Look at this fucking guitar solo, dude. <laughs> Ian Miles, man. Now, I'm trying to think, like, did Creeper influence us to Jim Simon, or did Steinman enhance Creeper? Well, if you look at the timeline of the year, <laughs> us falling in love with Creeper, this, this is more last year, right? Right. Falling in love with Creeper inspired one of our uh, audience members, Weegs, yes. to remind us that, like, hey, this sounds like uh, fucking Bad out of hell Meatloaf. One, yes. Yeah. So, in that sent you down that rabbit hole and I, yep. and I followed along with like a few albums here and there and like and now we hear it we can't not hear the Jim Steinman right. influences every time we listen to Creeper now and it's like finally and we're sitting here like finally somebody did it like we were like waiting this whole time <laughs> since 1981 right for it to come back <laughs> but at least they're doing it and we recognize it does the rest of their fans recognize it probably not they're too busy drinking each other's blood yeah myself included <laughs> So, my number 11. Now, this is a new addition to my list. Ooh, Lucero, huh? A new addition to, uh, yeah. Yeah, it just, it, it wasn't there before. But this is a album <clears throat> by the band Lucero. Oh, great. That I know you <laughs> hadn't heard, so this is all new to you. But again, this song does not justify the album okay because i'm gonna turn this on and you're gonna be like get down get up and do a hold down <laughs> yes all right um this is probably the only like quote happy sounding song on here so i can't really say this is like a good representation of the album but i still highly recommend those of you out there listen to this because because you will enjoy it um and this song is called back in ohio which Track eight, I believe, of ten on the album. Um, <clears throat> and oh, you're right. I I want to do I want to do a jig. You got it. <laughs> like this is going back to like the Springsteen sound and stuff, and and like it hits you weirdly at this point of the of the album because you're not ready for it. Um, but it's got such an infectious chorus, and it's just got that. Dun, 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 yeah, this sounds like stuff that my dad would have listened to when I was a kid. I kind of like Neil Diamond kind of kind of sound, you know. You gotta wait for that piano right here. Yeah, this, is, this is like some it's Neil Diamond so shit. So perfect. I love it. <laughs> and it's and, and you know, for me, somebody who hates Ohio with a bloody passion, <laughs> this band. All 11 albums, nobody talked about Ohio once. Mm-hmm. A lot of Tennessee, Texas, California discussion. So, 
And then it's like such a little happy song that doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of these like dark metaphor songs that kind of build up to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a freaking song in here called Coffin Nails. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets a little dark. Um, and but, but by this point, by track eight, you're about 30 minutes in. You're like, I'm ready for something a little bit dancey. I like, I like this lyric video. This is a, it's just a series of stills with the with the lyrics on there. I know it's kind of cool. I did not see this before. So um, yeah, th- th- this band. If you looked at a picture of them, you'd be like, they're on their way to storm the Capitol. But yep. <laughs> but, but music coming up on a year a year anniversary to that. Great. There's like not a lot of teeth. There's a lot of facial hair, and there's a lot of big guts yeah <laughs> but man can these guys freaking make a band and, and make some music that sounds really good and this song just like stayed here on on my top 12 list mm-hmm. this whole time because it was just so infectious interesting you got a nice little saxophone slash guitar solo kind of thing here with the yeah. piano in the background with pictures of some hometown boys <laughs> with like members of the confederacy right so like I can't yeah this is an interesting sound and I I'm, I'm interested to check this out in the context of the record. I you know? and I didn't know how I was gonna kind of explain it to you since you didn't have any right, background yeah. with this. Um, but um it's it's a uh, it's it's some good stuff and yeah. there's some really strong slow acousticy. I can only say like it could be like a, a Johnny Cash kind of feel like mm. what I would imagine Johnny Cash would sound like. I would, imagine like they'd be inspired by him at least, right? Definitely, definitely. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's some good stuff. And I, I read an article and he was basically saying like, you know, they spent all those early years just like partying and doing their thing. And then like he ended up having kids somewhere around 2015 2018 mm-hmm. and like you can and then the music turned really dark mm. and he was like well there's finally something in the world to worry about oh shit <laughs> so yeah that's true he just like channeled that into the music like oh my god that was so fucking poetic yeah <laughs> i mean sometimes it takes a little bit of perspective for an artist to kind of not change their ways but to kind of see the big picture you know you know you you you, you look at your music one way when it's just you and you have nothing to worry about mm-hmm. and like you know you have no care or worry in the world and then you suddenly have a partner or a child to care for and your worldview has changed mm-hmm. like you don't live for yourself anymore you live for them and like what does that do to the rest of your ideologies exactly. and your belief system exactly so uh yeah I, I i don't know where to tell people to jump into it's like so album five and then the last three albums? <laughs> that was what I did. I did album five and I was like, wow, that was really good. And then I jumped back to album one, which was not very good. Mm-hmm. It's basically like just the demo tapes and it's really long and not very interesting. And then like album two, three, and four, like just get a little bit better, a little better, a little better. And then they just like freaking hit their peak right here in the later stages of their career. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, cool. Give me more of that, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like I've, I should have, I, I, this is a continued lesson that I should just continue to learn because every time you recommend something, it's like 99% of the time, it's always like, fuck, this is fucking good. But why did I listen? So like, you know, I'm excited to jump into this, like, you know, trusting you and your music taste. And, and I wasn't sure since I know you're, I mean, I guess both of us are not really into country. No. And then you, I listen to something like this and I'm like, could I like country? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the scary part. Yeah. Because it does definitely have country elements yeah and not just like alt country but like really country elements yeah well the the thing about country it's like it's very 
quote unquote patriotic, jinguistic. It's about the right. same subject matter. It's right. the same reason why you and I don't listen to like mainstream hip hop. It's like it's just the same egotism. It's the same mm-hmm. fucking thing, misogyny, yeah. blah blah blah. There's no egotism on here, right, at all. <laughs> so I mean, that's which is why I like it when you know people like Brian Fallon do country songs because he's singing about something real, something uh, personable, something mm-hmm. relatable, right? Yeah. So it sounds like this is like similar deal. I mean, if yeah. Brian Fallon recommended it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say like the the early albums are just all all breakup songs. Yeah, they're all sad and and and, and whiny, just and like then, Brian Fallon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's and then it's all party stuff, and then it's like all this cool stuff so i've said enough i'm glad that tom enjoyed it um and yeah among the ghosts from 2018 is like whoo it's really good as well yeah so, i'm excited for, at least for the concept of that album too and that was always a fun little ditty to kind of crank out yeah so number 11 down my way do it so this was an album that was uh this comes from an album that was very hyped uh you know people people were looking at this album to be like oh this is gonna save the scene this is like <laughs> <laughs> suddenly it'll do it <laughs> suddenly hot topic is gonna go back to selling screamo emo clothes again and things like that but uh you know so it, the album just kind of came and went but when um, i listened to it this song stood out among a couple others but this was the one that like stuck with me because there's a message behind it that i that i latch on to and uh, it's it's it, not only that, but like it succeeds at being just a very good song, very catchy song, with like crunchy guitars, mm-hmm. and emotional atmosphere in the background, and a story that like is something that like I I like I said like I, I'm it's very personable to me. So this is Secret Garden by Spirit Box. Uh, this Deftones esque track from Spirit Box stayed with me the rest of the year. I love the crunchy guitar work, which complements Courtney's soft melodic vocals. I love the overall poppy tempo, and I love the song's message too. The the idea of advocating for yourself and staying true to who you are. The idea that no matter what people say about you, no matter how people might try to judge you, and at the end of the day, nobody can take away your self-worth or the creativity that you bring to the world. And, you know, from the context of a songwriter, right, Uh, you know, especially a new songwriter, a female songwriter in an admittedly very toxic, masculine uh, scene. Are you looking at something? (laughs) Is she? She was listening the whole time. Oh, she was? (laughs) (laughs) That that robot's creeping me out, dude. But, like, so someone like her who's, like, who comes into this very toxic, masculine scene who already disregard her because she is a pretty pretty woman. Is that... Was that actually happening? Because oh, yeah. everybody was loving her long before she even released this album. And remember, so ad- admittedly, I'm nine tracks I th- in, and it's already my third favorite album of all time. But yeah, <laughs> but I, I think there's a lot of like that. I think the term is like overcompensating mm. for that toxicity because people okay. are already dismissing her and stuff like that. So, so the white it's white knighting, I guess. I think people, a lot of people, were white knighting um, Courtney because of, okay. to counterbalance all that shit. Okay. But like, so from her perspective, she's going into this, like already feeling down, feeling dismissed, feeling like she doesn't belong. So the song like this, from her perspective is like super important. Like don't let anybody take away your self-worth. Don't let anybody take away your creativity. Don't let her, don't let anybody take away who you are as a person. And this song is just a fucking banger. I think it's like my favorite song. Um, it's definitely my favorite song on this album. Right. Uh, it's just the one I look forward to listening to the most. I just wish the rest of the album sounded like this. You know, I wish it. I wish the rest of the album had this kind of messaging. I wish this album had the mm. same like catchy factor to it. You know. It, 
it was a blind spot for me. Yeah, sure. I don't think I gave this song too much of a pass. That's fine. I like the idea. Yeah. I will always white knight her. <laughs> Dude, smile and dance for me, pretty girl. It's all I ask. Yeah, but so, you know, listen. looking at our listeners list, too, like, nobody really put uh, Spirit Box on this one. So, so like, this was an album that just kind of came and went, you know. And that's perfectly fine. And, like, I didn't, like... Like the album overall, like it made a lot of top album of the year lists of articles yeah. I saw. Again, White Nights. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, I mean if you enjoyed it, that's that's perfectly cool too. But like, you know, I was excited for this when it came out, and just didn't hit me the way that I wanted because uh, I really did like the singles that came out beforehand. But right. you know, but this one like stuck with me. I really like this song, and I love the message, and I love like how it like how it relates to a lot of times in my life where like I felt like down because people were saying things about me even back when you know when i were you and i were writing music together like i would read comments on our myspace page we're like oh your that song's really good but your singer sucks i'm like oh yeah that's I, me the, I, the I singer never, who manages the fucking page i never saw any of these comments i think uh, they, <laughs> they were on they the fucking exist. page bro <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see anything about that oh sure i just remember the guys at the bar gotta get rid of that raw raw shit yeah there's that guy too i mean like he's a fucking drunken idiot didn't know anything what he's talking about but like right. that shit hurts like i'm an emotional sensitive dude and like that stuff hurts so like i, I can imagine like amplifying that to the mm-hmm. magnitude that like courtney laplan has to deal with right so like you know so outside of like putting yourself out there as a musician like it's gonna apply to anybody like it, not just in creative endeavors but like just in your regular life like don't let anybody put you down don't let anybody like take who you are as a person don't change yourself don't mold yourself to fit somebody else's expectation of you and she didn't well i'm happy for she that. she solved it man she <laughs> solved self-esteem i hope it works i hope that like there's more girls who are listening to her i I've hope only, so i've only I... heard perspectives from guys yeah because <laughs> again this scene is only fucking it's kind of interesting filled with toxic dudes my number three album of all time I'll get to the rest of it later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to listen to the rest. It's already my number three of all time. <laughs> so I really enjoy this next al- this next song that I'm going to play. My number 10 from an album that I really enjoyed this year that was in my top 10. And I know, I know what you say, Mike. You can't pick singles for your top 12 list i've got plenty of singles buddy i got oh, plenty of singles oh, you never said that thank goodness that's, <laughs> that's a, a rule that i wanted to put that's, on myself that's you you said that <laughs> so i hate picking singles but as i look at my list i think i might have like eight out of 12 singles <laughs> unfortunately that's okay i, I, I have, have lots of singles on my list too but you know when you take the song out of the context of the album does it stand on its own now this album had I believe three tracks in my top 59 Fuck. and the other two were just a little too not, not there. They're really good songs, mm. but this one didn't have that it factor. Didn't have the it factor, but this one has it all over it, mm, all over its face, baby, all over its nipple. There it is. <laughs> what nipple? I don't see a nipple. I oh, see sorry. a baby covering a bare breast. Thank God. Bells in Santa Fe. This song is wonderful. Oh my gosh. Uh, so this, I mean, I of course considered this for my list as well, but um, what took this off for me is standing on its own, it fucking ends. It just fucking cuts off right there. Because I know I in, the context of the, in the context of the record, it bleeds perfectly into the next track, right? right but right. like on its own, it's like, oh, it's awkward. You put it in a playlist, it's like this and then whatever's the next song. It always made me just excited to want to go back and listen to the album. Oh, again. I know, dude. <laughs> 
and you know, jumping into the lyrics a little bit more. She's like, she's like, yes, I'm kind of being a whore, but I don't want to be a whore. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 it's the expectation that you have put on me, and I'm just right. kind of playing this role. I'm just playing the role, even though I don't really believe in it. Right. And this, I mean, emotionally, with your with your music background there, it's like Trent Reznor should have done something like this. And finally, he found somebody who could bring his vision to life. But I think you also, with your exposure to uh, Trent Reznor's music, I think you've also proven that he can't. He's not as good a songwriter Whew. lyrically as like someone like Halsey is. I know. Like there, and I, I, I can only hope that she can pick up from here and carry on. She's gonna be babying for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly song, fine. I, I think that's what this album is about too. It's about that expectation that is placed on women to be mothers, but also to be sexual objects, to be fucking perfect beings. But you not, but you're also not allowed to be imperfect in any way. Never. Yeah, it's so fucked up. And then she goes and makes a practically perfect album and just shatters all those stereotypes. And I'm like, now all I need is for you to continue making perfect albums of mm-hmm. all the time. And the, but this that, like piano in the background, ah, oh, so good. And I just love the ramp up too. Like every single time, like we finish a chorus, we're adding a little bit more layers to the music, and it adds to the it adds to the atmosphere. It adds to the overall tone of the of the record itself. This is the fucking second track too. I know. Fuck. <laughs> and for such a dark somber song it sure does get you ready for the rest of the album yeah. which is interesting as well absolutely oh, I love this build up I love this build up Woo! and like in the context of the record too it's perfect it sounds like an op- it sounds like an opening intro but like it's it's own song with it's own identity it's own message I know. That's so cool you can say that about every fucking track on this perfect not practically Perfect, perfect <laughs> album. <laughs> you know where I stand on one of those tracks. That's I do okay. know what you stand on one of those tracks. Practically perfect in every way. <laughs> oh, that dis- now that distorted synth in the background is just coming in, like as if like something's not right here. Mm-hmm. Something's making me uneasy. And that's like the and again, it, it fits the overall theme of the album. Like you feel uneasy because she's talking about uncomfortable subject matter, mm-hmm. stuff that like as a woman. You're not supposed to be talking about. You're supposed to shut your mouth, dance for me, and uh, smile and dance for me, pretty girl. You know, right. kind, of, kind of thing, right? A wise man on this podcast once said that. Who's that? Many times. <laughs> do we have it? Do we have? And a... then it ends abruptly. I know. Once it abruptly. leaves you wanting more. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, you jump into you know another track, and yeah. it's, it feels easier weird. than lying. I think. So well, I meant another track on my playlist. Oh, and then it's and like kind of weird. Is it easier than lying? By no, Halsey? it's no, it's awkward. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's an awkward transition. You like jump into that, and then. I wrote a song for you and me. Like, okay, it doesn't fit. Sure, yeah, damn it, but, Mayday Parade. But, what have you done? But everything about that song just like sucks you in. You're just like, yes, yes, yeah. I want to fucking. It was also a everything. song that like most of our listeners on Discord like really enjoyed, mm-hmm. but like nobody put it on their list. Interesting. I think the only Halsey song I see here is uh, Daniel put uh, the song "Honey," fucking banger of that's, a song. That's right. Song about CX. CX. <laughs> I had also eleven twenty one. Yeah, and you shared that on their best uh, best albums episode. And Darling was the other track that mm. I really, really enjoyed. But I'm like, those fail in comparison to the brooding mm. darkness that is this one. So. Yeah, the, that 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 um, juxtaposition with her 
almost angelic voice, but this dark undertone underneath. Mm-hmm. Like she just carries that album. Mm. Fucking perfect album. Almost. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give her room to grow on because I'm going to say, Palsy, you're not perfect and that's okay. <laughs> Maybe someday you Stop will be. Stop negging her. Oh, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. I'm going to preface this. Number 10, you're going to fucking hate this. I'm sorry. No, you're going to fucking hate this. Memphis but I, fire. I hope that you'll hear me out. Okay. Because I have a reason for putting this on here. Is this a song that I've heard? Yes. Or is it the Memphis Mayfire song that Daniel loves? It's the entire Memphis Mayfire <laughs> album. Was it an album, EP? I don't know. From 2014. Yeah. So this is an early year pick. You're going to fucking hate Man. this. But, let but it me... might be a song I like. No, it's not. The you driver's license. It is. Okay. Hear me out, please. So this is a controversial pick, and I completely understand that. But if I may advocate for this song... Even though, it is argu- even though it is arguably the biggest song of 2021, I personally have nothing but pleasant memories of listening to this song with my family. Mm. Almost every song, this, every time this song comes on at the home or in the car, we would sing at the top of our lungs. The song isn't one to be sung at the top of your lungs. We do it's it. It's to be mumbled in the quiet corner of your room. Please hear me out. Please oh, hear me out. <laughs> We sing it at the top of our lungs, and it's sometimes in a very exaggerated manner. Now, that's not to say that I don't like the song, because I very much do. I think it, I think it's very evoc. I think it's a very evocative song. It's very picturesque, and really puts the listener in the shoes of the narrator. I think that it is popular for a reason, and that reason is that it's legitimately very well written. It's a very well written pop song that a lot of people can relate to, thanks in part to a Dan Nigro of As Tall as Lions. So, like. I understand that you think it's like hokey and like it's it's over dramatic, but like that's the point. That's the point. Yeah. It's not even over dramatic though. It's super over dramatic. <laughs> I can't drive down the street anymore. Oh but dude, I'm an over dramatic fucking to drive down the street with him. Oh no, she said I can't drive down that street anymore. I know. Because of our memories we that we shared. We were gonna drive down that street, go to Denny's. Yeah. Go to get, the get a two dollar get the two dollar bacon or uh, biscuits and gravy plate. I know. You know? And now we can't do that because I'm too busy winning Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So and being like, driven, I don't need to drive for myself. Yeah. Now yeah. Anymore. So I, I understand that I'm not gonna convince you that like this is a good song or anything. Sorry. But like, but like I I legitimately love the song and I have pleasant memories, especially with my daughter singing this song because like this is like one of her favorite albums of the year and like I listened to it part mostly in part because of her and like I found myself really enjoying a lot of these songs and putting myself in the shoes of myself when I was 16 years old excited that I was you know driving and like oh I could take girls on dates and I had a girlfriend oh. back then like who you've met uh, who <laughs> I did meet her <laughs> yeah you've met her <laughs> who um like when she broke up with me back then like I took it badly and like and I took it badly when I was adult too <laughs> I mean it's confusing for people but like I was there Adam was there he'll, he'll tell you about it but like you know and this is what I, went on in your head like I used to drive down I wanted to drive down that street with you and like I felt like I can't I couldn't like drive past her house I couldn't like oh. go to places where I drove her on dates I couldn't like so like I super relate to this and like we all had that like love that first love that we lost and like completely fucking shattered us right and that's what this song is about like it's it's relatable in that in that in that way we're like we you know we 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 
<laughs> we, 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 we feel like kids again, right? And, they're, they're, and like I said, it's very evocative, picturesque. You can close your eyes, listen to the lyrics, put yourself in those suburban streets, put yourself in that junky know, old first car that we all had. Because we've been to that city many times. Oh, yeah. My, <laughs> my wife was born there. <laughs> all I think about is driving through Temecula. Mm-hmm. Like Olivia Rodrigo was here. Yeah, not here. She wanted to be here. Right. She can't anymore because that the homeboy like broke his broke her heart. She wanted to go to the mall that I go to all the time. Uh huh. <laughs> so I mean, so I understand you, you might roll your eyes at my pick, but like I hope that you understand that like, you, and you and you will and you you're doing it we, right now. We've already determined this year that you and I are just uh, corporate music fodder mm-hmm. at this point, since we only like music that is. And I'd also like to remind Mainstream. the listeners that we spent the first half hour of this episode with Adam talking about Avril Lavigne and how much he liked her music. Mainstream, Mike. We're all mainstream now. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Halsey, number one album of the year. The Killers, number one album of the year. We just jumped to number one. Driver's License. Olivia Reed, Reed, Reed. Thank you. There we go. I'm jumped ahead. <laughs> it's right no, there. Dude. So yeah, like I said, I'm not. I, I, that that pick wasn't to, to convince you that like this album was good or you should re-listen to it or anything. I know it's on your Trent Reznor list, whatever. Yes. But, I, um, but yeah, like I, I have fond memories of that album and like, I think it's well-written and like, it makes me feel like a kid again, you know? I'm hoping for the best for the future. Yeah. I don't know where she'll go from here. She'll probably go in a more mainstream direction. Like I hope, like I hope that she finds her identity as a singer and that identity is like relatable stories for young people. Well, she's like only touring small venues. She played a show at the DMV not that what? long ago in Glendale and played driver's license there. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. She's doing everything weirdly that most pop stars don't. That's so that might be a of, good thing. That's so fucking lame, but also kind of cool. <laughs> right. So I, And she's like, you know, promoting vaccines where yeah. no, no other pop star has done that before. Yeah. Trailblazer. <laughs> so in meeting presidents, I mean. I don't know how many pop stars meet presidents. Fucking trailblazer. Elvis did that, maybe. <laughs> My number nine, and Mike. Is, and can is we Elvis, move on? And is Elvis vaccinated? I'd can we move no. on from your pedo core that is No, dude. We have to talk about driver's license some more. <laughs> Adam, like it. I'm going to play for you probably the best song on this album. Nay, the best song on this album. Well... I'm clicking on it now. <laughs> Get in there. Okay. So this one surprised us all this year. We weren't ready for it. We weren't down with this. We were like, no, I don't want to listen to this album, but dang it, I will. And then finally Mike did later. And then get that track four, baby. Oh. Ooh. The say? second Mayday Parade song on the Can list. Can you say? If my ghosts don't play... I don't play. Let's just listen to these dynamics here. Oh. Have we heard this before? Nay. Not from Mayday Parade. Right, right. <laughs> but let's, let's, listen, let's listen to that guitar. This band has a guitar player? I know. They haven't had a guitar player in like four albums. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Is this like Mayday Parade at their peak? No. That was 2007. But trying to recapture something. Hold, hold on, that's a that's a bold claim. I, I well, I haven't listened to that album in a long time, so I guess maybe you you would know more than me. Yes. Okay. But this out this song 
always drug me back in. I was like, who is this band? Mm -hmm. Let me look at my phone again. Mayday Parade wrote this song. What's Ew. going on here? <laughs> but I hate that band. You will never be alone. <laughs> just take my hand. Oh, man. So it it's just it's just it's hokey, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have wrote this for Olivia Rodrigo. It's true. Could play yeah. it on a Casio keyboard. Mm -hmm. We will never fall. Well, that guitar is so fucking dope, though. Nice, dude. <laughs> so did this? No, track four on Sunnyland was also in my top twelve mm -hmm. from 2018. Mm -hmm. So it's like this band knows how to do track fours right. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this was one of the songs that sucked you in as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, okay. Like you said, the first eight <laughs> tracks are all just like fucking amazing. You, you're confused, like. <laughs> Who is this band? <laughs> Who are these hooky choruses? And and there's a guitar solo coming up here, I think, mm -hmm. after the second chorus. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm really glad that you listened to this one because I was afraid like I was gonna have like three songs here that you hadn't heard before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I listened to it like right at the end. I, there, there, no, none of these are added to the list because I had built this list already. So unfortunately, so we'll just have to revisit it in the future and see if any of these get added. Oh yeah. Oh. When did this band get a guitar player? I have no idea. Know, they they lost <laughs> guitar players like albums ago. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a great a great way to like play into their strengths, like we mentioned in their you know, the first song in, in Notice, mm -hmm. and um, it, it just kind of shows like the different sides of this band and what they do well. And then drop it out for the bridge. Boom. Ooh. Oh yeah. today that's nice it's okay <laughs> so my final May Day Parade song of the list mm -hmm. but it was always there it was unexpected which bumped it up to number nine mm -hmm. very good dude yeah again let's, we'll, re, we, we'll reiterate it one more time like this is a surprisingly great album for the end of the year if you missed out on it because you know there, I love there, this there... outro with like the words in the background going over mm -hmm. yeah and I love it comes back in that. I mean, this is like some Black Parade shit right here. Almost, yeah. <laughs> Don't you feel that? <laughs> yeah. It needs a little bit more overture to like get to like the Black Parade status, right. but like. But it's, I don't it's... expect that from Mayday Parade. Oh no, of course. But, like, <laughs> but okay. this is like the, they're doing the best they can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although Black Parade, my number eleven album of 20, 2006 This Shame. number ten. Interesting. Better than Black Parade. You oh. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Good God. No, it's not. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Woo! Bringing it on in. Good job, Black Parade. I mean, not Black Parade. Mayday, <laughs> Mayday Parade. Parade. <laughs> they tried. The All different right. parade. All right, my number nine. So that wasn't even like the best song on that album, but whatever. Mike. It's not the best song in the album? No, like there's so many better Olivia Rodrigo songs than that one, but I get it. Oh, no, but this is like the, the dramatic most memorable teenager one. Indian. Yeah, yeah. Biggest song of 2021, you know? I mean, good for you is probably bigger, but like, because she had already been famous at that point, right? I think so. So I don't know. But I, 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 there's, there's just so much about like driving home alone after a breakup, mm. thinking that like, oh, I should I be going down this street, but I'm not. 
you know. I have to go down that street. I have to street. go down my street alone. Sad, sad Temecula Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's Temecula? <laughs> what are rich people? All right, now number nine over here is the opening track. So I'm just going to go ahead and play. We're going to know what it is immediately. Do it! This is a band that I think a lot of people are not familiar with because they're not a famous band. They reached out to us, actually. Come on. There it is. Yes. Right there. So the opening track from one of this year's surprise album. It, it's kind of ironic. Part one. Mm. Adam shared with us part two, the closing track on this, yes. of this album uh, not too long ago. It sets the stage for the powerful emotional, the powerfully emotional record and tells a difficult story with uncomfortable subject matter. As a music track, however, the, mus- the musicianship helps tell the story as the tension of the lyrics continues to ramp up. It builds and builds, and by the end of the track, when the narrator hints that he has acknowledged the issues that he wants to work towards getting better, but decides not to in the end, and then the music suddenly fades away as if to release the tension. It, it leaves the listener with so much to unpack with just the opening track. There's so much. There's still so much of the story left to tell, and that's why I felt like out of all the tracks on this album, part one was the most effective for me. Favorite lines? Uh, it's, probably, it's kind of a, the bridge going into the final outro. It's like, if it was so fucking easy, I would have done it by now. Believe me, I've tried at least once or twice. My mind is so full of thoughts of suicide, but I'm still here. I wonder why. I need to escape. I need a sign. I need a... I need to create a better life for myself before I start to decay. Good lord. And it's just... It's just a, it just builds and builds and builds. Yeah, and it's, and it's relentless with how, like, with how it like assaults you with these uncomfortable thoughts, these uncomfortable words, this sensitive subject matter, which, like, admittedly, anytime I think about, like, or I hear songs like this, like, it's evocative to me, because, like... I don't like to talk about it too much, but like I'm a suicide survivor from like 20 years ago, really? and like it's so it, it songs like this hit so hard because like I felt like this way before. I felt this way multiple times in my life, and like I'm still here, thankfully, right? But like it, it this song like hits like strikes a chord because it's so real, and like so many people deal with this stuff, and when songs like this are done well, like. You, you give it that extra sense of praise because like it, it stands alone as a song it gets fucking hyped when you really mm. like you feel uncomfortable getting hyped for a fucking <laughs> like, yeah. amazing banger like this because like we're all gonna be okay yeah <laughs> but like again in the song the song itself it tells you like I'm not really gonna be okay not really like, I wanna be okay I'm really not for the next 25 minutes I might be well my, I might not be not for that last track we'll see what happens Uh-oh. see what happens it's yeah. only 30 minute album it could breezes right by yeah and you know and there's also that really cool thing where the first verse the intro of it is the are the lines of the the the, the song titles which is very very cool it's a cool song so it's like it has has that kind of like a concepty feel to it Mm -hmm. especially because of the way that the the lyrics are structured but um outside of that like it still stands on its own excuse me as a as a as a great track It, it it it's it's effective as as an intro it leaves you wanting more just like bells of santa fe um mm. and and but it also it also has an evocative message right and it has that it has that un- makes leaves the listener feeling uncomfortable which i think a lot of good art can do that's and, good um, yeah it but it, it's it's honest it's brutal and um you know those those are some of like the songs that like those are some of the songs that like sit with me the most are the ones that are just like not afraid to like 
tell the listener like it's brutal honesty. Mm. And uh, yeah, it so, I, so it if screams you, it to you. Yeah. And so it's know. very loud about it. It's very loud. <laughs> so <laughs> if you've missed it at all, you know, choose wisely from the band Counted Among Saints. Like, you know, go check that album out. It's a high recommendation it. from both Adam and myself. It was in my top 20. Yeah, it was. I liked it a lot. Oh, man. Are we going to talk about death some more? We got a couple more songs to go, bud. What's Number more fun eight? in this world than talking about death? We lost Betty White. <sighs> Rip. The sadness that is. Rip. So wouldn't this song just take us to the place we want to go when we think about it? Good Holding lord. Absence. I know. Afterlife. I know Talk I played this death. last time because I thought that another song was going to end up on my top 12 list. Yeah, which ones were this? Dying in Your Lover's Arms, mm-hmm. The Curse of the Kiss, those other ones. They're all, they're all the really the good, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I went back and listened to that episode and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Adam from April? You've, why are you putting this these songs down, yeah. you fucking moron? It's kind of ironic what my third grade teachers. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, this this song though was always the one that was higher than the rest, you know. Um, and and it's just that chorus. That chorus takes you places oh, yeah. that holding absence never thought it could take me. Mm-hmm. They tried years ago mm-hmm. to take me places and failed. And we laughed. We laughed. <laughs> we laughed at them. And then this song just took us on a whole other direction. Hooray! That that brought us back to the fold. And the concept of this album is so incredible. Yeah. And uh, I know it's a single, and I hate that I pick singles sometimes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, we don't, we don't even pay attention to, like, what's a single, what's a music video. It's just like, you know, at this point, like, it's just a great song. It's a great song. But, you know, it's not just the fact that, like, this song has a great chorus. Our fucking album has great choruses, man. It's just There's littered with them. There's a lot. And then diving into the lyrics of this, I was like, oh, he's talking about her being dead. Oh, right. fuck. And then he dreams about her being in the afterlife. I always thought it was like he was talking about himself being in the afterlife, that he was dead, but I have no, I, I, I don't know the concept <laughs> at all. <laughs> all I know is I like it, and I hope that this band can continue in good places. Yeah. And I mean, we didn't expect this. We did no, not expect no. a chorus like this. You know, we laugh. We laugh. Well, I guess laugh, but uh, I guess we'll just say we'll, we laugh at a lot of bands who kind of do that kind of um, alt rock, emo sound. You know, very I the Mighty stuff like that. So we don't talk course, about that. Bit. Who? <laughs> we don't talk about I the Mighty. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, in 2019, when this band came out with their other album, was it self-titled? I don't remember the fucking name of it. Sure. But whatever it was, so, you know, it, it, we just lumped them in with like, oh, this is just a copycat band trying mm-hmm. to do that alt rock emo sound. And, and you Dave know, was like, no, guys, you're not there yet. You're missing something. Something will come. Yeah. The prophecy, we were just, the prophecy was just off a little bit. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> the next album. But uh, yeah, and so, like, just like with Mady Parade, I feel this band sat down, understood what they do best, and just amplified it, focused on those. They didn't try to experiment and. Um, and, and, and you know, go in a direction that they're not familiar with to try to garner attention. They just did what they did best. They're like, and hey guys, all right, we got rid of all those old members, all the original members. <laughs> Let's fucking take this global. This is my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. Yes, it did. It worked so well. Mm-hmm. Another album I was gonna dismiss 
in the beginning. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't need to listen to it. Came out in April. Looks like. I know. Sometimes Discord leans us into an album pretty hard, mm-hmm. and we end up having a good time with it. Yeah, absolutely. So take it. Yeah, great pick, man. I, I knew that holding absence was going to show up on your list somewhere. I'm glad that this song was because, again, there was a lot of tracks that I could have picked on this one, but uh, I chose violence. Violence. What do I mean by that? Fucking computer. Uh, it's gonna play now. I'm waiting. Dumb. For my number eight, I chose <laughs> Holding Absence, Die Alone in Your Lover's Arms. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it might be kind of obvious, right? But yes. um, So how exactly... So let, me, let me ask you a question here. Please do. How exactly does one die alone in a lover's arms? Because you're a ghost. Well... Somebody's a ghost. I'm not sure which one's a ghost. Oh, one of no, them's a ghost. It's more fucked up than that. <laughs> well, the story presented by my favorite track from Holding Absence this year is heart-wrenching and sometimes difficult to comprehend. We hear the story of a faded love from two different perspectives. First, right here, where we're going to hear the verse, uh, the man on his deathbed confessing to his wife that he stopped loving her decades ago. Whoa. Finally apologizing that he wasted all her precious time. Uh, In the next verse, the wife, played by his sister... (laughs) apologizes for not knowing that they weren't right for one another and that had she had known she would have stopped holding on to something that wasn't there she would have not wasted all your precious time and i love that like when singer when when, when lyric lyric writers and songwriters like take a line and change the context of it without changing a word Mm. it's fucking beautiful man i'm 24 years old Anyway, I just wrote the most emotionally crippling song of the yeah. year. <laughs> and you know, it's we, you, you, on on first listen to this album, you come across this mm. song, mm. and it's like, mm. wow, what a what an evocative song! I love mm-hmm. the atmosphere, I love the tone, mm-hmm. I love the soaring chorus. And then you dig a little deeper in there, mm-hmm. and it's like, what a fucked up story, man. And it's like a it's a sad, bittersweet story because like they really because of their lack of communication skills whether they disliked one another or he was just apathetic or too afraid to leave her or too afraid to be alone without a lover without his lover's arms mm-hmm. like he just decided like to not confess to her that like this isn't working out so he just coasted the rest of his life like leading her along and while she was so confused like how come you know we're so distant and stuff like, I need to continue being by her side and like you know, make trying to make this work when she could have been out finding the love of her life. It's very possible. It's so fucking sad and fucked up, man. Or not, and being more depressed. What? Or not finding the love of her life and being more depressed. There's that risk too, right? <laughs> and like that's that's the bittersweet nature of it. Like exactly. at least they had each other, but at the same time, like they he stopped loving her a long time ago. And mm. that's like that's so complicated a thing, right? And not if there's no like one solution for um how to deal with these kind of issues right like maybe they had a lot of kids and like they stay together for the kids and you know it's just it's a complicated so we don't have all the pieces of the puzzle but we just have this emotionally evocative song that like we're just left that's leaving the the listener like, befuddled like, <laughs> like what the fuck just happened this and is only... emotionally drained <laughs> there's nothing like this on the last album yeah <laughs> <laughs> if this was like on the last album like I would have been more excited to check it to this well, album of course right? yeah it's like, oh, wow, they actually have talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to be bullied into listening to this album. 
I know. Yeah. Sometimes bullying works. It does, doesn't it? It's a it? good thing. It does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I do like the the addition of um, the additional vocalist, too, because it adds a different layer. I think oh, yeah, Lucas definitely. could have just as easily, like, sung the second verse and just maybe put in lines to make it clear that he was speaking from the wife's perspective. True. But just having that female vocalist right there, mm-hmm. like, it just, it makes the story that much more impactful. Mm-hmm. Because right here, when we get to the bridge, they're kind of arguing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, he's kind of admitting. It's almost as if like he's on the deathbed, saying that like saying these things to her, that breaking her heart essentially while he's dying. And then mm-hmm. she's like, "Let me let me start all over again. Let me start like beating it into him, like mm-hmm. just like begging him, pleading him, like one more time, like tell me you love me at least, you know." And just like that, that fucking. And then and then the fucking roles switch where mm. she is singing the words and he's like, "Let me start all over again," as if he's like dying mm. with all these regrets. Like, Damn it! Why did I tell you this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd feel better. Now I feel worse. Now I feel worse. <laughs> and <Yeah>. I'm dying. <laughs> and I'm dying. <laughs> oh man, so good, dude. Uh, that that hurts. Yeah, that hurts so bad. Yeah, it's 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 just in a powerful song and just like what three. Oh, it's five minutes it's long. A long. It's ass a long, long yeah. song, yeah. But it doesn't feel super long. But right. Like, you know, it's just I, I just love every second of the song, and it's just uh, it's, it's 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 the highlight of this album for me. Mm-hmm. Man. And it builds so perfectly up as second to last track, I think. Not including it's, it's the close outro to track. The end, yeah. Yeah. There's one more after it that's also like five minutes long. Yeah. But um, yeah, both of those closing tracks are great, mm-hmm. and I feel like even the bookend track is equally as good. But man. Yeah, this could have easily been like the final track, I think. Like, cause, because, like, listen to the way it ends here. Like, the way, it, like, those dueling vocals and then just the way it fades out like that. That could have been, that could have been the fucking uh, final track here. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, now that we've been crushingly depressed. Do you want to be crushingly depressed for more? I want to be What's more your last and more. song of this episode, boo? Are we already on the. No, we got. Where are we You're at? You're number seven, brah. We're at number seven. Okay. Oh my God. Then let me jump into a song that's in the similar vein. Oh. Not as death oriented. Okay. But it's still fun breakup ditties from bands and albums that we weren't expecting this year. And boy, do you want some dual vocals, man and woman? I love man and woman. <laughs> man and woman but probably not brother sister so it makes it a little bit easier well, to take on i'll but be the judge of that i have to say out of several standout tracks on this album this one was the one that carried it on and then what i usually do when i have my top 12 then i jump into the lyrics mm. because i can't just find the time to just like oh, i'm just gonna bring up lyrics and sit here and read this entire album's lyrics here on my phone and just and then i'm gonna do it again and then do it again and then i'm gonna go to another album i'm just gonna read the lyrics about this entire thing i can't do that that's mm-hmm. not the way my life works if you're worthy of lyrics reading you got to be on my top 12 list Good. and then when i jumped into this song i was like whoa <laughs> i had no idea that it was going this deep over a relationship ending and the subsequent like fallout from that Mm -hmm. even over over the course of time but god i love this song so much so this would be a band that dave brought to us thank you Dave. oh slowly 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 that's right yeah there is like dual vocals in this one this is first love featuring yours truly 
Not not me, Mike. <laughs> yes. The artist, yours truly. The female vocalist. Yes. Um, yeah, this, this song is all about ending a relationship and then regretting it. Mm. And then the chorus is, I want to be that thought that you go to, but at the same time, I want to forget you and right. take a gun to the mantle. Fuck, <laughs> dude. Yeah, speaking of an... Speaking of an album that has like surprisingly surprising emotional beats, right? Like, you right. know, from a fucking band that like brought us that Jellyfish song. I know. Like, this is a, a very surprising track. It's it's amazingly deceptive. Yeah. Like, it's like okay, I can get like the the darker themes musically, and the fucking hook on the chorus is so good. Mm-hmm. And then you jump into the lyrics, and you're just like, whoa! Like he's literally saying like, I don't know what to think about you anymore. Yeah. And the female. And it like breaks it up. Finally, so we get her, her side of the story. Like a minute and a half in, yeah, I'm waiting this whole time. <laughs> so so um, funny how like we you know we went from uh, "Die Alone in Your Lover's Arms" to write this. Right? I know, yeah, so cool. It's almost the same, so it's more juvenile, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like uh, like these kind of things are like, but it adds a relatability to it. Neither of us have like confessed that we don't love our partners on our deathbed yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> Maybe today. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Starting 2022 off with a bang. Now they're singing it together. But at the same time, I want to forget you. Mm. Take a gun to the mantle and spit to a storm of gray skies. Oh. I can, I can, I can just imagine it's like played live. You're just like fucking like belting it out, turning yeah. red. <laughs> you know? Yep. So uh, yeah, there was several standout tracks on this album. This was always the one that pushed a little bit further, mm-hmm. a little bit further. And this I one think, has like I think the most depth of anything on uh, Race Car Blues Part Two. Probably. Think? Yeah, there was a couple other tracks I was holding on to. Obviously, Level was discussed by Daniel. Yeah. Um, That's right. And there was another one on there that I can't remember now. Uh, Blueprint um, was Dave's number two, number one. And that was a standalone yeah. single. It was, yeah. So it wasn't on this yes. uh, album. But uh, yeah, let's see what Daniel had to say here. Daniel did not have Slowly Slowly on his list. That chorus, Oh, sorry. He did, yeah, on the level. Number 12 is a bop that I found courtesy of Dave. One of my most listened to songs of the year. It's it is so funky. On the level is funky. Yeah. But this one just like tears at the emotional heartstrings. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, again, you would never guess the B sides album was going to be the stronger <laughs> one, but this one took me by surprise. It just goes to show you, folks, if you're in the if you're in the if you're in the studio, label things correctly. Right? <laughs> this was definitely this definitely should have been the first one. <laughs> And I know Dave loves that jellyfish song, so mm-hmm. I can't take that, that away from him. That shit's crazy. <laughs> I can't take that away from him, but I would have definitely put that on the B-Sides album. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, Thank you for my number seven. Does seem like a bonus track or like a <laughs> B-Side or something. All right. So my number, I, I, I accidentally <laughs> shared the, the album art, but my number seven song, um, 
It's not girlfriends. It's not girlfriend. Oh, which I initially thought well, it was it was in the running for best song of the year by from this album, but it is smack dab in the middle of this. Can't EP. believe. Why is this artist on your list, Mike? Why indeed? Is it 2011 still? 13, whatever year. <laughs> this is the song uh, Friday <laughs> by Rebecca Black, and your internet giving me issues game. right now. Oh, are we still recording? Yes, we are still recording because we're not recording on the internet, but uh, the internet on your other computer is giving me problems. So I'm going to. There it is. There it is. You had Somehow. To play first. Play. <laughs> oh, play is the, is the song. This is the song Blue by Rebecca Black. Oh. There's wait. a joke in there. I, I don't I, get I, it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It wasn't a good joke. Speaking of lost love, you just shared a song about lost love, dude. We're ending this episode on lost love. So much. It's lost love and then regretting it. That's right. exactly what this song is about. We now have Rebecca Black's Blue, a hauntingly beautiful track that tells the story of a woman and the thoughts racing in her head the night before she's ready to break up with her lover. Holy She mackerel. argues with herself while trying to justify the decision, something that I'm sure a lot of people at the end of a relationship had to, has had to do. And at the end, she decides that if she doesn't do this, they will both end up losing a valuable piece of themselves to bitterness and resentment. Mm. It is a message of self-respect and the need to do something difficult now in order to save yourself in God the future. Damn. And oh, just... I'm 22 years old. Yeah. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's you regret like... regret all of this. <laughs> but I mean, like, do that stuff while you're young, right? Do it. Yeah. Break your hearts. No, no, I mean, yeah, but like learn, but at the same time, learn those lessons and save yourself from having to mold to fit the desires of somebody who may, may not be right for you, right? And as a song here, you know, um, my famous tagline, as a song, <laughs> it, it's carried by her haunting um, vocals. It is an you know? interesting Rebecca level of- Black's <laughs> haunting vocals. vocals. Friday's own. You heard it here first. Haunting vocals. Haunting vocals. Yeah. 2021. And like, you can hear the pain in her voice. You can hear the regret. You can hear the trepidation. But you can also hear the relief too. Like it's it's a complicated thing trying to break somebody's heart, but knowing that it's for the right reasons, right? If you're not, if you know for a fact that you're not right for one another then you got to let one another go for each other's sake. So you're not dying alone in each other, in, in your lover's arms at it's some point. It's all connected. You know? It's all connected. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like an onion. There's layers. Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> is she related to Luke and Shailene Hall? Whatever her name is. It's like. the long lost sister. Uh, no. Rebecca uh, Black Woodley. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And just listening to this ep over and over again all year long like i do love the song girlfriend i think it ends the ep very well it's a nice little they're, pop they're back ditty. together they're yeah back they're back together, together right? at that point like, yeah. finally <laughs> it all came back around within three minutes yeah three minutes later we finally fi- figured out the resolution of that story um but uh, <laughs> but uh yeah it, just hearing this like right in the center of this ep and already being like overwrought with like heartbreak and chills and just that overall sense of dread but also hoping for the best at the end it's just uh it's just a very a very powerful song and and from a very surprising artist that like i was not expecting to um hear from ever again right (laughs) or feel anything about right 
God damn it. <laughs> I hate computers. Well, that's a, it's that's, okay. That's a hint for next week. <laughs> you can edit it out. I'm going to edit it out, but I can't edit out week. your brain. No. That's a, I, don't, that's I, don't, I only know the artist. That's all. That's true. Yeah. It's okay. But uh, yeah, anyway, hey, that was our uh, first six songs of the year, baby. It's 12 hope, 7. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Jump into some lyrics with these tracks. My God, if you want to feel things that you felt like you could never feel before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody likes feelings. That's why they listen to music. Well, people just tune into us specifically to not feel anything. Right. Which is great. Feel dead inside. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. That's, I died that's... a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up with you all next week. Yeah. And uh, tune in, folks. And thank you for our listeners who tune, who, who, turn, who turned in. They're uh, top 12 songs. We did something cool on Discord. You know, being this past year was our first year doing our Discord. We did like basically a 12 days of Christmas uh, was, countdown. That worked out really was, well. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Like, so like, you know, we got four new songs each day to, 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 to check out as we counted down the days to Christmas. And that was very fun. So thank you guys for two parts. Thank you guys for participating. Thank you to Dave. Thank you to, to Tom. Thank you to Daniel. And thank you to Ta- Daniel's fiance taylor for also uh for also contributing her list as well so we'll share some of these uh lists on next episode did, as did well. we get weeks's list this year or is, uh weeks will listen to this sometime in june okay gotcha <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah i mean busy man yeah, he's a very busy guy but uh yeah so uh thank you guys for checking this out as well and uh you know go check out these songs and on next week's episode if you check out the description i'll remind you as well uh there's going to be a link to the spotify uh playlists like i create every year um uh the list to all 24 of our songs we haven't had any crossover Ooh. yet 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 Ooh, i'm excited yet <laughs> we'll see we'll see <laughs> got it so i'm excited my friend thank you for sharing your list and uh tune in next week folks well uh for my co-host adam i'm your co-host mike and uh happy 2022 we'll see you soon i Bye. hope no more golden girls die no. i hope oh, so she was too. the last one <laughs> fuck <laughs>